Welcome to Radio Fun FM, everyone. If you're listening for the first time, thanks for tuning in. Really looking forward to an hour of fun, fun radio here. And if you need to tell us, get something off your chest, please phone in on 0800 Radio Fun FM. <laughs> you do this like a stupid voice. Um, I like it. Let's go. Okay. Welcome to Manifest Simplicity, where we discuss intentional living, minimalism, and searching for meaning in a world obsessed with more. I'm Mick. I'm Craig. And together we run a, a website called ManifestSimplicity.com. We post essays, short thoughts, recommendations, and our rules for living a more meaningful life. On today's episode, we'll look at streetlights in the city, physical books versus ebooks, and whether you should lock your front door or not. And whether you do or don't. Do you lock your front door? Yes. Okay, good. Um, it's time for the questions. Three, the three questions that we ask every week. Ooh, it's your turn. So hit, hit, hit me. Hit you up. What is something that made you frustrated, annoyed, a little bit angry this week? Um, so it's been. If you're not even thinking about this. You're just straight. I know exactly what it is. That's why. <laughs> right. Go on. Um, so it's been one week of living over the road from a large oh. group of um, caravan living travellers. I can't sleep. <laughs> Are you scared? Well, partly scared. Partly. You think Jason Voorhees uh, camps with those travellers? I don't know who that is. Friday the Thirteenth, man. Educate um, yourself. Yeah, I don't really watch TV. It's a film, a very old film. Okay. Um, Pre-2000. Yeah, I've never watched scary movies either. All right. I'm, I'm, you know when people are like, oh, have you seen Have you seen that horror film? I'm like, no. Nope. Don't mm, like it. Don't watch um, So, yeah, I've been living over the road to, for some rather loud, rather kind of... They, I mean, they seem pretty tame tonight. Have they been loud? Uh, yeah. I'm worried to, to leave my car out there overnight. Um, but... Nothing's nothing major has happened. They're just quite loud and annoying. Oh, fair Aside from that, it's been a really, really good week. Good. So, um, why is something that's made you extremely happy this week, then, or just happy in general? Just um, a little buzz, little buzz, little, little buzz. Um, I got back out and ran this week. Oh, nice. So I had three weeks off over Christmas mm-hmm. where I ate all the food, all of it. Name a food. Sprout. Yeah. Ate Christmas that. cake. Yeah. No, I don't like Christmas cake. Uh, Do you like Christmas cake? No. No, if you like Christmas cake, um, we want to know. We want to know. Uh, email us hello at manifestsimplicity.com and tell you tell us why you think Christmas cake is even worth eating. Because for me, it's a bit like what a what a um, the bits of the of food that a squirrel would reject. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, this 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 berry's <laughs> a bit off. I don't want that. All oh, these oats are a bit. Why is it on fire? Oh, it comes in a weird half football shape. I don't want it. And it's on fire. No! Um, so... And who would you like to give a shout out to, Mick? Who would I like to give a shout out to? They were um, stood there now. Anyone. Who has done great things recently? Um, let me give a quick shout out to... Oh, I don't know. Oh, my brother. Oh, did you ever play Warhammer as yes. a kid? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. So I, I got, there was a shop in Altrincham, the, the Games Workshop, yes. where they did Warhammer, and I got taken there as a kid. Um, didn't end up getting to do Warhammer. did Lord of the Rings Warhammer. Oh, my days, we did that as well. Um, didn't enjoy it as much as actual Warhammer when I got into that, but yes, I used to enjoy playing Warhammer. Um, so we, we, had a, we went through like a, a little phase of playing it at my parents' house back in London. A long time ago. Um, and we, yeah, so... Did you I mean, actually used to paint them as well? Like, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were deep in the paint game, bro. We were, we were... Deep, deep, deep. We were like proper deep. Um, but the, yeah, the game, obviously you have your like pieces, your like men. Yeah, yeah. And you're having a uh, like role... Gender neutral. They were figures. Figures. Yeah, they're figures. Uh that's fine. They um I've thrown you off. They'd be yeah, you have. They'd be on the board and you'd roll your dice mm. and it would be like, this is how far you're allowed to move, or um I want to shoot these people and then you'd measure with a ruler. And you get your protractor out for your cone. Correct. Ooh. Yeah, and you'd be like, does this shot actually ever affect anyone? Um and then you'd roll and if you've got a certain number, 
some people would die if you got a certain number, some other people, like, it was great. It's like... It was good fun. It was really, really good fun. Anyway, my brother sent me a picture the other day. He'd ordered something online and it had come with these big um, white polystyrene blocks that when he turned upside down, they looked like little castles. <laughs> right. Okay. So he's found all these men walking, <laughs> like, just in drawers and in cupboards and stuff in our house, like right. little old figures, and has... Place them all up on these <laughs> on the battlements as if they're a Warhammer fight, Jeez. and he's got a ruler out, and he sent me just sent me a picture saying, "Do you remember this?" And like, did he actually play the I, game? I, I doubt. Know, I doubt he did. But when it, it brought me back to a simpler time when that was how we had fun, and there was no internet. Well, there was internet, but, but we yeah, were, it, wasn't, we were, it wasn't as big as it. Yeah, was we now. were too young to be worrying about that kind of stuff. And on a rainy day, we'd get the Warhammer out. I don't imagine you had a smartphone in your hand. Uh, like back then while Warhammer was a thing probably not no I had what was your first phone a uh, Nokia 3310 33 I think it was a 3310 it might have been older than that I had the... it was one that you could take the front and the keyboard off and the back and you could change it yeah you can change the like yeah Um, I had so I got handed down my dad's work phone it was a Nokia right it was definitely not I mean everyone had a Nokia to start with yeah I mean they went they did so well up until they went Windows yeah. And then they're now no longer a big thing. Um, what? what? Yeah, I can't remember what the phone was. But anyway, it was great. Um, so, yeah. He I said, don't even remember the modern numbers, but if you showed me one, I would know. I'd exactly be like, yep, that one would survive a nuclear holocaust. Yes. Those and things. the battery would last forever. <laughs> Literally, they last forever. Um, like my Garmin watch. Um, the Yeah, so that, that was incredible. Shout out to Pete, who is one of my younger brothers. I have two younger brothers, Jim and Pete. And they were both included in the group chat where that picture got sent and I laughed out loud at work and people were like what the hell are you laughing at and no one really understood what it was um because no one is as nerdy as we are no one no one is as nerdy as us I can think of a few but no one right now no one apart from Adam Parrot um no full names we'll cut that out uh sick news for this week hit me with some good news I had some good news. So I found out that France, uh, the first country to ban supermarkets from throwing away their excess food, and they either have to donate it or face a fine. Face a fine. The fine, government fine. will find you. The government. You wouldn't steal a movie. What's the... You Would you donate to the poor? What's the, <laughs> What's that thing before a film? Uh, where, it was on the DVDs and yeah, the Blu-rays. It was it? like, you wouldn't steal a handbag. In fact, no, they took it out on Blu-rays. It's more just little DVDs and VHSs. Yeah. You wouldn't you, steal a handbag. Yeah, right. You wouldn't download an illegal movie. We've all done it. We've all got our own. We're not... We're, if you want to download illegal movies, don't. Don't, don't do it. Because you wouldn't steal a handbag. If you would steal a handbag, then deal a, download illegal movies. But I, I mean, this, I mean, as, as much as France is going through some crazy rioting right now and mm. the country's a bit all over the place, um, yeah, no, this was a thing for the first country to ban supermarkets from throwing away. And I think I read this in a Good News of 2018 type thing. Yeah. Um, as, I was, as I was scrolling through the ye old Reddit. Um, so yeah, they must donate it or get fined. Oh, I quite like that. Like I like that because I mean, you see a lot of supermarkets create a lot of waste, um, and obviously everyone goes to the supermarket. They buy, they they rummage through for the bread that's got the longest expiry on. But what do they do with that bread? No one buys. Like yeah. so, in France, they have to donate it. That's crazy. Yeah, because yeah. I think I you've eaten food that's out of date. Yeah, hundred um, percent. We had this discussion yesterday with Jenna's mum. Like Jenna's mum. Uh, I mean, Jenna's a lot, a lot more relaxed with expiry dates than I do because she's always like, "Oh, it's always a rough estimate." So we normally mm. have things that are a few days out of date, and they still taste fine. We're yeah. not dead. I've right? got, I've got. I don't think I am. I've got things in my freezer that are from last year. I mean, we're only what, thirteen <laughs> days into this year, so yeah, you're doing well. Um, no, I think, a freezer. I so. think this is great. I think this is great. I. This is really where you got to look at it. Either the supermarkets can throw mu- throw things away so that no one gets to have them, or they can help out some people yeah. who need th- who need it. Um, so I think the government in France have done a great thing here because it's forcing 
even if they don't want to help people, it's forcing them to help people. Yeah. Which is great. That's perfect. We, I believe we should I mean, have I'm the same not, thing in this country. I'm not too sure how it's monitored properly, but... Yeah. Um, I think... There, uh, doesn't... Uh, doesn't Pret or... Um, Pret does, eat do the same I thing? I think it's Pret. I think Pret, any excess food, they donate to the homeless. That's or they amazing. donate to a charity or something. If we, if we can find a link for that, we'll put it in the show notes. But that is awesome. Well done, France, and well done, Pret, if that's right. And if it's not, come on, Pret, sort yourselves out. I know, and well done, Eat, if you do it. Yeah, and, and if not, sort yourselves out. Right, my news. Think about this for a second. When was the last time you read a physical book? I just gifted you one last week. And you've lent me one before Christmas. Yeah, so when was the last time you read a physical book? Before those two? Yeah. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, I, so I tend to get quite distracted when I read because my mind used to be starting to go a mile a minute and I'd start skimming through lines and then I'd wait, 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 no, Craig, you need to go back and read that. Yeah. So I will start trying to skim read, but then I can't skim read well enough because my mind drifts off somewhere. Yeah. So, I mean, a long time, like, because I've... I know I'm bad at it. I think the joy of physical book is that it forces you to be in the situation. There's no... Like, I've tried to read with a movie on in the background. I've tried to can't read with a podcast. Even music, I can't really do because no. I'm... I'm Because like you enjoy you say, the song. Correct. Your, so. brain, your brain is concentrating on something else. I think the, the joy of reading is that it forces you to concentrate on that and only that. Mm -hmm. um, so this piece of news is incredible. And I re I, I'm, I'm happy to announce that physical book sales improved for a fifth year in, the, in a row. Nice. Nice, huh? Yeah, because I mean, Kindles, uh, Kindles, Jenna's got one, she doesn't use it very much anymore, she used to use it in the bath a lot. Uh, Kindle in the bath? Are they, are they waterproof? Well, no, she'd sit out the, like, sort of out, half out the, not half out the bath, but like, she'd lean over the side with it so she didn't drop it in or anything. Uh -huh. But like, she'd, she'd use it, like, in bed, in the bath, like, when we travelled a bit, yeah. she used it. Um, but she doesn't use it as much anymore, but she mm. does love a good physical book. So it's yes. nice to see that, because yeah, so there was a massive push on Kindles. Amazon's big thing, Kindles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and now and now the physical book is making a resurgence. Yeah, so cool. printed book sales rose by 1.9% in 2017, followed by a further increase of 2% during the first half of 2018. Nice. So this is kind of, it's, it's maybe a year old, this news, but it's still incredible. I feel like, um, I feel like it's still something worth announcing. And there's an, been an increase of 10.8% more books sold since 2013. Nice. Well, That's I mean, will we be in, the, are we currently running in the sixth year for improvements yeah i feel like we should be. i think we should we, we'll find out and it'll be in the show notes next to this next to this uh piece of news um so some studies show that people are maintaining their love of printed books because they don't contribute to excess screen exposure ah. now this is where it links to the minimalism message because something that i'm doing uh uh, well, what, when's this podcast coming out? This is coming out on at the 21st. end. So it's coming out on the 21st. 21st of so I will have been doing a um, social media dry January for 21 days when this comes out. Part of that, yes, is to kind of like refresh my brain from the annoyance of social media, but also to try and reduce my screen time. Mm -hmm. So I've, I'm, this is something that hits home for me because the physical book... And, the, and the, the act of having to kind of concentrate and read a physical book means that you are def definitely not looking at your screen at the same time. 100%. Um, I think the other thing is that people prefer having like physical ownership over something. You can download the audiobook, but you can't feel it. You, yeah. can, you, can, you can watch a film, but you can't, can't smell or taste yeah. what, the, what the film is about. The book is kind of like a physical, it's a physical thing that you have to actually commit to and a film is telling you what you see and, yeah. and how to vi envision it whereas a book especially if you enjoy reading fiction you can you can put your own spin on it yeah me and, me and faith <laughs> had this the other day where we watched um she's a big harry potter fan right so we watched a harry potter movie uh -huh. and then while we were having dinner we listened to the next bit on audiobook okay and you don't realize how much the films miss out until you're sat there and the scene that you've just watched takes 40 minutes to explain on the book. Uh, that okay. scene that takes five minutes to put through in the film yeah. is developing so slowly when you, read the, when you read the actual words that your brain 
is you're kind of more in the moment than you are in the film. Uh, do you find that the book, because with the film, you're seeing what's what's being described in the book. Yeah. So with the book, it will describe more of the, the the weather, the environment, the clothes they were wearing, the expressions on their face. Whereas yeah. with the film... You just see that in an instant and you don't... You see it in front of you. So you can see that the person's unhappy, displeased, yeah. smiling. Mm-hmm. You can see their emotion. But yet with the book, you need to be able to... They have to write it in a way that you can you can yeah. sort of see it in your own mind, so yeah. to speak. I really like that, and it's definitely it's definitely gone a long way. I've definitely been better at reading physical books this month because I've just not been on a screen yeah. as much. When I get home, and I would normally be just scrolling through Instagram mindlessly, I will pick up one of the many books I got for Christmas and try and even if I just smash out a chapter, it's it's good for your brain it puts, yeah. it puts you in the mood to sleep because your brain has worked and then you're ready to kind of like fall asleep the other thing i have the other thing me and faith have done which is like a really nice way to share the experience of reading a book is that we'll the books that we're reading we'll read excerpts of them to each other oh that's cool so if she's reading a book or if i'm reading a book i'll read a bit from the like a chapter from the book to her as like a as like a an alternative to sitting down and watching a film where we don't get to talk listening to a podcast where we don't get to talk sitting and eating where you don't really get to have a conversation but this is like bits and bobs correct so this is like a concentrated dose of listening to the other person's voice and then you afterwards you discuss what you've just that's really cool yeah i like that that's really really good um really interesting way to kind of spend an evening turn off your TV. I even turned off the internet at one point and wow. was like, look, let's let's commit to reading a couple of chapters of this. Although <laughs> the first time we did it, we read while she was lying in bed and she fell asleep. And, <laughs> and I was reading, I was doing all the, I was like doing lots of expression. I was kind of getting the words out in a, in a way that would Do kind you effectively of, read yeah, it. I was a bit, I was a bit theatrical. <laughs> I think That's got, not like you at all. No, I'm not over the top in any way, shape or form. Um, and she, yeah, so she fell asleep. So that was a little less satisfying because we didn't have that afterwards discussion and she missed the metaphor of the story because mm. she only heard the first bit and the second bit she was, but, I mean, that was, she good was snoring through it. That so. was good. Like me and Jenna found a, a way to help us relax and fall asleep. So we used to sit in bed and I'd play like Clash Royale on my phone and play the game. Jenna would scroll through Facebook mindlessly, Instagram mindlessly, like just read news and bits and bobs. So our mind was going. Mm. We've recently discovered watching Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Chilling with Bob Ross on Netflix. And we both love watching the paintings. And we'll sit together and discuss the paintings, the techniques. And we love the bit where he goes, oh, I've got to beat the devil out of it. And he goes, (laughs) with with the uh, paintbrush. It's amazing. (laughs) But we actually laugh and we chuckle and we look forward to getting in bed and yeah. watching that and then we both sleep so well afterwards. I think I think anything that can that can turn normal mundane tasks into a relationship builder is amazing. Yeah. Anything that can turn just watching a TV show or reading a story into something that's kind of a collaborative experience is always going to be better for you than yeah, doing totally all your own. I agree, yeah. or, or even if you consume it together but don't discuss it or don't kind of have a conversation about it afterwards, you're still not doing as much as you could be doing. I like to watch something, turn it off and talk about it. Or read, stop and talk about it. You're you're building an understanding of the other person through their reaction mm-hmm. and they're building an understanding of you through yours. Um, and I really like the fact that you're, <laughs> the way I would read the book is very different to the way that someone else would read the book. Yep. So you're always getting a different, a different take on a chapter. Mm-hmm. So if you've already read it, in your own mind's voice and you hear it read in someone else's, you can get something different out of it the second time around. Yeah. Um, so really, really like that. Um, now, did you also know that people are more likely to remember things that are printed than they are on a, than they are if they're on a screen? I didn't know that, actually, no. That's cool, huh? I like that. And what about this? Did you know that when you make notes, you're supposed to make them in blue pen? Why? Because your brain remembers things written in blue pen better than it does in any other colour. Is there, a, is there a science behind that? Is there an explanation? Or is it just a, 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 like might, a study was done? And... I might have made that up. Um, but if I haven't, it's Did you know that 42.4... I think it's 42.4691% of statistics are made up and facts. So, that, uh, fa- I mean, facts are facts, but... Well, 90% of facts, made facts are made up on the spot, aren't they? Yeah. So, um, And that's actually a lyric in a song I wrote 
when I was 19. Fact. So nearly 10 years ago. And there is a link to that song in the show notes. Show notes. So there you go. Bang. Quick uh, fact. Quick fact. Bears eat beets. Bears eat beetroots. Eat beets. Okay. Yeah. Little office. Uh, love the office US. Sorry. I've never watched in. any of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. We've discussed how you don't watch TV shows, but I love the office. Really. That's, that's a lie. I watch TV shows. I've watched Luther. Oh, I love Luther. I've watched new series. It's very good. I've watched Peaky Blinders. I've got a Peaky Blinders haircut because of it. I found out the other day that there's a Peaky Blinders pub opened in Manchester. Oh. So next it, week's well, podcast a, coming live from the Peaky Blinders pub <laughs> at the it's a Peaky Blinders bar and restaurant on uh, just off Deansgate. Okay, well we're going to that. Uh, let's put it in the show notes and then we know where to visit. Okay, so talking of the city, oh, you're very good at oh, this. Well, we are segway. Segway. Okay, talking of the city, something that really got to me when I first moved to a big city or like when I moved into the area in and around Manchester when I moved was that um, you can, it's very easy to get caught up in what this, the big city is doing to you. Um, and what's are you going referring on. to Manchester or are you referring to London? Both of them are the same. Okay. Um, so I had this experience where me and Faith went on a, um, a week away to the countryside. And what the countryside does to you is um, something that the city definitely cannot do. So this essay, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a pretty long one, but it's 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 one of the best thing, one of the things I'm most proud of having written. Um, so this essay is called Perspective. Um, it's available on the website. So if you go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash perspective, you'll be able to see this essay there. Um, and it's about yeah the 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 joys of leaving the city and remembering how small you are. Um, and how small your problems are in relation to what else is going on around you. So here we go. It's called Perspective. The city is wonderful. Vibrant, exciting, and ever-changing. Cold, rough tarmac lit by dim flicking, flickering overhead light. The scent of passing cars and kiosk restaurants wafting through the smog as droves of people flow from station to park to pub to office to home. Growing up in the suburbs, taking the train to the city for work, for play, for both. The city is wonderful, but the endless tick, tick, tick of life in the rat race begins to wear on a soul. Perspective shrinks. If the bustle and vibrancy of the city shrinks perspective, then, by extension, the opposite is also true. There really is nothing quite like the night sky on a clear evening. The city lights that keep us safe walking home and illuminate our feet as we dodge cracks in the pavement and piles of wet leaves creating wedges against roadside fences and walls. The city lights, the, fa- the saviors of our souls, the markers of time, are also the very thing that prevent us from zooming out. Spend some extended time outside of the city, in the real countryside, not the suburb burbs, and the inevitable perspective shift of snow-capped mountains and trees piercing the whispers of smoke in, cream- in clis- crisp, clean air will occur without warning. A stark reminder that the city lights mask that which is most important to our well-being. We are smaller than we think. When we manage to escape the lights, we suddenly see what they have been hiding from us this whole time. The stars are always on. The stars do not signal that it's time to go home for tea. The stars do not need routine maintenance. The stars never flicker, never falter and never fail. We just struggle to see them over the harsh drowning of blue or orange that bathes the pavements around our cities. The country, the wild country, is unbelievably powerful. Instead of rounding street corners and being greeted by sirens, taxis, rubbish and loud artificial life, emerging from a bend on a wild country road brings unexplainable awe, endless newness, and the realization that our problems, our worries and our pain, although real, are insignificant when compared to the ferocious might of nature. Want to feel a little smaller? Want to know a little more about awe and wonder and perspective? Want to reset your priorities? Want to get your mind blown? Get out of the city. Get out from under the lights. There are better ones out there and they never go out. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I I really wanted to go to the countryside (laughs) right this second. (laughs) Yeah, so this came from this trip that we took. 
Um, yeah. We went to a place in Wales. You were staying at a cottage, right? Yes, yeah, yeah, we yeah. were staying at uh, Mark's cottage. Mark. Fact, Mark. Which we blocked the toilet in and he had to have repainted afterwards. <laughs> 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 he does what's required. He, yeah, we, it was required for him to do some maintenance after we'd been there. Technically, it wasn't our fault. Someone previously had caused the problem. We just... Uh, witnessed the you highlighted the problem we witnessed the symptoms of the problem for the first time um, but yeah we went in the, out into the country we got away from the city for a little bit um, and it's amazing how um, small you feel when you are surrounded by things like mountains and trees that are over like 100 feet high and we would drive down these country roads and you'd you'd come out of one you'd come out of one corner and you'd be able to open up into this huge thing with mountains on both sides and you'd go whoa like god that's huge like everything's amazing yeah you realize suddenly how small you are in comparison to the the earth that you're living on and then you go around another corner and the experience happens again and every time you go around a new corner or you go over a new hill that experience and that feeling of like smallness happens again and again and again and again and again and it's a massive it's a massive thing for people living and working in the city mm-hmm. i think to try their very best at some point on a regular basis to get out because it's very easy to get trapped in the life that you're living and they call it the hustle and bustle of life of yeah like city life yeah the, the the rat race the kind of yeah the the need to consume or the need to move up the ladder, the need to impress your boss, the need to complete your project. All of that stuff can wait. It doesn't matter. And literally none of that matters. Obviously it's important to 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 have goals and to have things yeah. that you're aiming for. But if you're struggling with your your some any problems, if you're struggling with something that you feel like is bigger than you are, take yourself out of the city. Go and see some real countryside. I'm talking real countryside. And you'll soon realise how small you are in relation to I, I the think, rest of the world. I think it leans back to what we were talking about about the books as well. Like you, when I read that, I was I was there in my mind. The way you describe it, the way you're talking about like the stars never go out. I was there. I was picturing that. Mm. Um, I mean, I've never been to the cottage, um, but I have been invited and will be taking Mark up on that. So I'd really love to go, but. Uh, it took me back to a time a couple of years ago, me and a few of the guys from work all went really early in the morning. We're talking like four in the morning, half three, four in the morning. We drove to um, the Lake District. And I mean, those guys were all photographers. And I mean, I enjoyed a bit of photography on my phone, but I just wanted to get out and do it. Mm. So I, we all drove down. We all met towards sort of work area. We all drove down and we were there for sunrise. So we were there when it was pitch black mm. in the night, driving down the country lane. And we arrived at the lake. I think it was Buttermere Lake we arrived at. Okay. And we were it's sort of over on the public path and we could see merging the, the sun coming over the top of the mountains with the mist. It was honestly, mate, it was absolutely beautiful. Um, it was just such a weird experience. And it was something I would never have done if those guys hadn't suggested. But just getting out and being out that early in the morning and yeah. before anyone else, there was barely any cars around. You could hear the sheep. Uh, the cows and the farmers' fields and stuff, but just the lake and the calmness of the lake. Yeah. And if we all stood still, there was nothing. You couldn't hear yeah. anything. That's what I love about the countryside is that if even in like I live out, I live half an hour outside of the city now. Um, very similar kind of distance to how far I lived outside of London when I lived in London. Um, but even here, if you go outside and you yeah, no one moves. You can hear cars passing, you can hear a train, you can hear a siren, you can hear um, people shouting. What I love about the countryside and what kind of you don't get anywhere else apart from the deep, really, really wild country is it's the only place you can hear real silence. Um, And that, again... Except in space, because no one can hear you scream in space. Well, that's because there's no oxygen... Science people... Gravity. Um, yes, space is a vacuum, isn't it? So there's no space, there's nowhere for sound to go. Mm-hmm. And there's no nothing for it to bounce off for you to hear it. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Science. Science. Facts. This is now a science podcast by two people who know nothing about <laughs> science. 
Um, so, yeah, it is the only place you can go and hear real, actual nothing. That's um, crazy. The other thing, the other thing that, I've, um, that your story reminded me of um, is early morning workouts. I like to be the only one up. I like to go out onto the roads, into, onto some trails, and be and know I'm the only one who's out. Well, you're normally up at like half five, six, and you're out running, aren't you? Like yeah. So out. when I'm on a when I'm on a big training block, or I've got a race or something coming up. Oh yes, I will try and get in. I will try and get out and back in before kind of seven thirty, eight o'clock, in order to be prepared to go to work. That means yes, on a, on occasion being up and out the door before five o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, which is amazing because mm-hmm. no one else is out. No one started their commute yet, unless they're crazy like I am. No one has, um, not even the, like the bin trucks have been passed yet. No one's on a school run. And you've got like an hour, maybe an hour and a half of being the only one who's up. If you can get out of the city, you can experience the kind of real silence. But if you can't get out of the city, get up really early. Mm-hmm. And it's the closest you can get without having to go so that, that's why we did it because I mean we got, we wanted to see the sunrise come over so we were up and we were I mean we all sort of live around the city so we all met up and it was still quiet where we were but mm. there were still cars around there were still lights yeah. on the that you know there were still people around yeah. and when we got into the actual countryside into the lakes there was nothing yeah. there was no one around I mean even at one point we were driving down this country lane and we had the fog lights on because obviously it wasn't lit and there was a sheep in the middle of the road. <laughs> Like, I had to get out of uh, the car. Sheep, what are you doing, bruv? <laughs> he was just, he was literally just sleeping on the cold floor because it was nice. So I got up and I had to start, like, trying to move this sheep. I was the sheep whisperer. Like, I didn't Amazing. physically try and move the sheep. I was just trying to coax the sheep away. And eventually it got up and moved. Yeah. Well, um, sheep are scared of you. Not this one. He didn't care. He he was he smoked about five doobies and was just like, yo man, <laughs> I'm trying to sleep. I'm a sheep. I counted I'm a my, sheep. I counted myself and now I'm super tired. <laughs> but yeah, no, he got up, meandered away, and then off we went and we pulled up and it was we got out the car and it was just pitch black and we didn't have the, the torch on our phones. Couldn't have seen anything. Yeah. And we were we were jumping over like little streams and we we found this one location where we took some amazing photos. Mm. Um, and then we just watched the sun as it appeared over the top of the mountains at around wow. six, half six in the morning. It yeah. was absolutely beautiful. I think I think there's there's an argument to be made that you should when when you're I feel feel like this kind of thing helps when you're overwhelmed. I think the reason that definitely for for me and faith when we wanted to get out of the city for a bit we had kind of we had kind of started our relationship and then kind of went in kind of in at the deep end and then wanted a space where we were away from everyone else mm-hmm. for a week mark was nice enough to offer his place for us to stay we went we went on walks and you realized that the things you had been overwhelming yourself with are nonsense they're irrelevant they're completely irrelevant at that moment at that time they're irrelevant because you've got that space and that mind to think like yeah you've you've got that it's it's almost like i've really wanted to do one of those sensory deprivation tanks where you literally just float and you you're in pitch black and you feel your they're available in the manchester area yes they are i know i've wanted to do one for uh george from work he goes to one on a monthly basis. Really? He has a, like a monthly pass and he goes and floats for an hour or whatever. Yeah. And you literally just mellow out. Yeah. So it's, it's the, so your options are this float tank. If you want to stay in the city and experience it at a certain level. Yeah. Get up really, really early before anyone else. If you want to experience the like crisp morning air, and that kind of cold that is only really available when the sun has been down for 10, 12 hours. Or your the ultimate version of it, get out of the city for a little bit. Hit the wild country. Hit the wild, wild country. Great documentary series, that. Um, and experience what it's really like to get outside of, not even not just your environment, but outside of your kind of normal routine. Um, I feel like... It's it's a very valuable thing to do, and if you can make time to do it and make it a priority, you'll definitely benefit from it. Um, 
so that um, essay is available now on the website. It's called Perspective. So if you go to manifestsimplicity.com forward slash perspective, you can read the essay in its entirety. And obviously, if you've got any pointers on it, anything, you want to share your perspectives, mm. definitely hit us up at hello at manifestsimplicity.com. You can also subscribe on the website now, can't you, Mick? We you, set that up recently. You can indeed. So if you head to the homepage, uh, at the bottom is a little box where you put your email address um, and it adds you to our mailing list. We're going to... We're look, not going to spam you. We're, we're, we're not into that. We're not going to send you any spam because spam is horrible and I hate receiving it myself, so I'd hate to send it to someone else even Straight more. Straight to the trash. Straight to the trash. Um, but if you do want to keep updated on what we've, um, what we've been up to, then subscribing to the email list is the best way to do it because what we're going to do is I thought about doing it monthly but I think what I might what we might do is look at doing a quarterly email newsletter okay so every three months we'll post out a um, email newsletter saying these are the podcast episodes that have been up these are the essays we've written these are the pictures we've taken this is what we've been up to um just let us let us know what you want like would you prefer to hear from us once a month, would you prefer quarterly? Would you prefer weekly, bi-weekly? Let us know. Hit us up. Yeah, so get in touch um, and we'll, we'll... Give us your perspective. We'll bend to whichever version of an email newsletter you'd like. I don't want it to be so frequent that people get annoyed. I also don't want it to be so infrequent that people... Don't pay attention. I Don't pay attention or have so much to catch up on that they feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, so... If you can subscribe to the podcast, it's going to make your life easier. It's going to come out every week. And then we will also shoot you a little email just to keep you updated on some other stuff that's going on. If you subscribe to the email newsletter, we'll chuck you a little um, exclusive essay or something every few weeks. Maybe that's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah, I like that. It's a bit of incentive. If you want want something um, a little bit more than everyone else is getting, then... Yeah, subscribe on the email on the email list, and we'll get you whatever we've got. We'll hook you up for the support. That's it. We'll hook it up. Hook, hook it, it up. up. Hook it up. Cool. I like this. So this is, I mean, this is one of my favorite sections of the podcast we do, where we discuss something from Ask Reddit. Okay, so if you are a musician or you've ever like written a jingle or something, can you do um, a jingle for this section of the podcast? It's Mick and Craig answer questions from Ask Reddit. Okay? Yeah, so definitely don't. Whoever, whoever sends us the best um, audio clip or like little musical jingle um, uh, for this section of the podcast, we'll use it in the podcast ongoing and we'll give you a shout out. Every week. Definitely get you a shout out. That's it. So, Ask Reddit. Do you want to go first on this one? I'll I like, go first. I, I like your question because it's relevant to what we're talking about. Yes. Yeah, so, um, talking about getting your perspective back. Um, and kind of resetting how you understand things. Um, I wanted to do a question or answer a question about perspective. So ask Reddit search on perspective. And this was my favorite question because I love films. So which movie changed your perspective on life? So it's a big question. I mean, there's so many films <clears throat> out there now. And some of them are like regurgitated versions of others, and but they'll always be the classics. Yes. Yeah, so, so this is not the, my first answer to this question is not a classic film in no, the, in the, in the generic not. sense. Um, but there's a Adam Sandler movie called Click. Um, basically, he gets a remote that can like pause life and fast forward and stuff, and then he's not, and then he like realizes his kids are unhappy or he's like not there for his kids um and he regrets it and he's addicted to the remote i don't know is he i can't remember the 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 spiel for the film but no. i do remember how i he felt he uses it to his advantage doesn't he, he does everything he yeah wants. so i i remember how i felt at the end when he is regretting the decisions he's made he's lying on the floor in the rain reaching for the remote and i remember crying watching it thinking um that i never wanted to be in a situation like that with my kids and this was before i had kids Uh, (laughs) um so i remember feeling very strongly that um he gets everything that he wants but he knows that it's not made him happy yeah yeah. he Um, has a little bit of fun he has a little bit of a uh 
a splurge, shall we say, like just having a crazy old time and then realises that, yeah, okay, that was great for me, but how has it impacted the people around me? Yeah, I think it comes down to one of the snippets that we've been... So we're putting together a a group of um, clips from our writings that we're going to post on our Twitter page. Simplicity Snippets. Simplicity Snippets. It's a, it's a tongue twister for the modern age. Um, and one of my favorites that we've um, added recently is something. Sometimes the things you, sometimes the things you need aren't necessarily the things you need. Yeah, I like that. That's good. Because you think you're like, oh well, I need a new car. I need more space. I need a girlfriend, or I need to be in a relationship. I need a X Y Z. Those things that you think you need aren't always the things you need. Yeah, um, like, and I think I think that's what that film is about in in some ways. I mean, there um, are some things that you need need like you need to have friends around you. You need to have people you can speak to. You need to have happiness. But happiness for so many people comes in different ways. So some people will be like, I need a new phone to make me happy, and some people will be, I need to get to the countryside to make me happy and reflect. Yeah. But I think if your happiness, so we all need if, different things as people. But I think if your happiness is based on you needing a new phone, you need to reassess yeah, where I happiness think, comes from. I think that you, yeah, you need to because to to need that new phone, you're going to need money, and to do that, you're going to need a job. Mm-hmm. And so, if you if you are basing what your your happiness or your needs on physical items, you then need to assess the things that will get you those physical items. And if you don't have them, then you can't need the phone. Yeah, I think so. I think also um, that people often think they need the dream that we're that we're sold the big house and the big car and the expensive things and the um, the kind of fame. Model. But then you get into chasing the money, correct? And you get into chasing the inevitable, and you look, you try and be the people you look up to, yeah. like you but try it does... and be the celebrity that you're not. Correct, but it never. But I, I, what you don't get when you get all that stuff is you don't get increased meaning. You nope. don't get increased joy necessarily. You might get empty joy that comes with purchasing or having fancy stuff. And you always think, "What's next? What do I do next?" Correct, until, but there's but there's, there's never an end, is there? There's never a you're never satisfied. It's like, like okay, cool. So I want a six figure salary cool i've got a six figure salary cool i want a boat cool great i've got a i boat. want another I, boat i want a mansion great now i want a yacht great <laughs> mm. i've got a yacht cool what just escalate now i want to buy an island yeah but great. i think but i think if you're chasing if you're chasing happiness up you never get there if you chase happiness downwards at least you have a chance that's getting added in i'm just going to type that up now if you chase happiness up you'll never get there if you chase happiness downward I mean, it needs refining it's like a slide so it's always fun um, you heard it here first one, one of my other ones is if the dream we are sold doesn't come with more meaning I want a refund oh I like that money 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 uh, yes yeah, so click great film The Holiday now talking about having kids and then re- really relating to a movie identified with Jude Lord's character Jude Law Jude Law or Jude Law Jude Law, Jude Law's character. He's a father of two with a, like his, his wife has died and he's struggling to accept new relationships um, and himself being worthy of relationships. And just to be clear, your, well, ex-wife is not dead. No, she's not dead. We're just not together anymore. Yeah. Um, which is good for both of us. We, we weren't supposed to be together and we're better off apart. Um, but Jude Law's character in this film is like struggling to accept the fact that someone would want to be in a relationship with him. Um, if you want to listen to a podcast about relationships, scroll back two episodes to episode two, which is entitled Relationships. Um, and I like how you've got written here, The Matrix, full stop, obviously. Yeah, full so... Stop. I, 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 <laughs> how the, did that change your perspective on life? Well, The Holiday changed my, expect, my perspective because it's like you're not alone being the person who struggles with of relationships. Course, yeah, yeah. Um, the Matrix, obviously, because you suddenly think that everything around you is not entirely real. Right. Okay. Have you never thought to yourself, "What if? What if? What if I'm living else? inside a simulation? 
And at some point, Lawrence Fishburne's going to turn up with glasses with no side bits and say, take some pills, come with me, come out of this alien's bum, and we'll go and see... That happens quite frequently to a lot of people. Yeah. who are off their face. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, mate. Take these pills. Out this alien's ass. <laughs> New world. I'm pretty sure that's the story of the Matrix. Right. Drew, like, Drew looks like he's experienced the Matrix. He does. I love that guy. He's so sad. I know. He's, he's dreary. He's got, men, he's got like melancholic joy. Like even yeah. when, even when he's happy, he's like sad about the fact that he's happy. But I I love the fact <laughs> I feel that like you can tell favorite, with him. I feel like his favorite color is dark gray. If you told him that the mate that we were in a simulation and we were we were to, to take these pills and ex- explore something, he'd still be happy about it. He'd be like, oh yay, that's great. Yeah, let's. But it that. wouldn't be a yeah, that's great. It would be a yeah, yeah that's man. really great. Yeah. Man, that's yeah. Great. yeah. yeah. Oh, love you, love you, Drew. Love you, Drew. Big love. You're a good lad. Um, um, do, I, do, I, you, do you lock your door when you're at home? No. I, so your I, question. Wanna, I want to think of a movie. I want to. You want to think of a movie. I, I want to say a movie. Like a movie I know we joke about was... this film a lot, and I know it's a funny one. But Forrest Gump is a big <laughs> one. <laughs> like, oh, I... just as a just as a uh, precursor to your answer to this question, Forrest Gump is the most quoted movie in our friendship, and. I am running. I am running. Uh, Lieutenant Dayan, ice cream. Um, if you, if you want to kind of feel like you're in the inner circle of manifest simplicity, just quote Forrest Gump to us. That's all you need to do. We'll be your best friend because yeah. we love that film. But I, I think this is, I mean, I rewatched this again recently based on the fact that we quote it, is it on Netflix all right the time. No, I had the DVD. Oh. And so me and Jenna, we sat down at Christmas Eve and Jenna was like, what do you want to watch? And I was like, you know what I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, you know. And she was like, there wasn't anything else we had. So we were like, okay, Forrest Gump. And we actually thoroughly enjoyed it. And we actually, we, we saw the funny side of it, but I, I was also thinking about the serious side of it because this is a guy that's lived his life hella crazy, but hella simple. There was nobody simpler than Forrest Gump. Like, although the guy was clinically idiotic, like the stuff he did and the friendships he made, like running in and out of a battlefield to pick people up while he looked for his one friend. He didn't go, oh, you're not Bubba, you're not Bubba, you're not Bubba. He kept picking injured people up and taking them yeah. back. And I feel like it's a film filled with metaphors. And um, Spielberg the, was incredible, like when he did that. Yeah, it's very, it's a very, it's very, very well written. Um, it's very well acted, and the the overarching um, metaphor I think is that the possibilities are endless. Yeah, 100%. and that, and if you put your mind to it, you can do it. But I think it's not even putting your mind to it because... <laughs> well, he doesn't he, really, he, does he? he? Like, at no point does he decide he wants to become a ping-pong champion. He wants to meet the president. He wants he to... He just does what he enjoys. He does... He, at every point, he makes a decision based on um, what someone... what. Yeah, it's like he just does the he things just he does enjoys. He, but he enjoys... I enjoy playing ping-pong. Yeah. Like, he just enjoys playing ping-pong, so he plays ping-pong, and then he plays it in... China at the Olympics, like yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, um, and he he, just, he he liked. Someone told him he was good at running, so he just ran. A yeah, lot. like when you, you see it when he plays American football and he just runs off the field <laughs> past the band. <laughs> like that's how daft this guy is. But he's just doing what he enjoys, and yeah. he gets all these opportunities. So I think just doing in life what you enjoy, like made me realize certainly that do what you enjoy, and if you don't enjoy something, maybe find something you do enjoy. And yeah. Like, life's too short to do something you don't enjoy. So all these people that moan about, oh, I don't like my job, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. Like, find something you enjoy and stick to it. Yeah, I think, like, I think it's, um, it's, uh, it's definitely worth thinking about. Like, if you're... Life is too short to spend it doing something you don't like. Um, and life is also too short to spend it with people who... Don't I make, feel like you're building up to the happen. classic... Life was like a box of chocolates. Shut up! I was about to get there, <laughs> but and then I was going to say, but in reality, life is like a box of chocolates. Life was like a box of chocolates. Yes. So this is one of those films that's like grossly misquoted, isn't it? Um, because people swear they hear one thing, but it's actually the other. Yeah. What's that called? What name? Don't know. We'll Google it. We'll Google it. I can't. I can't work out what it is because I misheard it once when someone told me. Mm. Um, but yeah, so 
yeah, no, that, that film changed my life. So I just do what I enjoy now. And if I don't enjoy something, I try and find a way either to enjoy it. And if I can't, I move past it and do something else. That's, that's yeah. the way to live. It's got to be. That's it. Um, so, do you lock your door when at home? Why or why not? Now, this is a question that I liked because it, it's something that made me chuckle, actually, because me, me and Jenna, we live on the sixth floor in an apartment block. And Jenna's always really worried about locking the door uh, and making sure um, someone can't get excuse in. Excuse me. When I came to your house the other day, I realised how difficult it is to get in. Exactly. Not only do you have to go and get a parking pass and tell them what house you're going to, mm -hmm. you then have to find out which of the blocks it's in, then get someone to buzz you in through the door, mm -hmm. then go up seven flights of stairs. <laughs> well, no, you chose to do that. There is an elevator. <laughs> yeah, but I always take the stairs. Um, go up the stairs, then find out which flight it's in, and then use your minotaur's labyrinth brain to get back out again. Yeah. It is mental. It's no, there's no point in leaving your... But, so so Jenna's always like, did you lock the door? And I'm like, I'm fairly sure Spider-Man's not due brown today, <laughs> so he's not going to be able to, to web his way up the building. He's not going to be able to web his way up the building yeah. and find his way in and sit and watch our TV or play our consoles or well, make himself a brew. It depends if you've got um, that Spider-Man, Spider-Verse game. That's a film. It's a film. The Spider-Verse one. What's is the new Spider-Man game? It. Just called Spider-Man, I think. Oh, is it? On PS4. He might, I mean, he might come around and play that, but would I play, doubtful. Would he play doubtful. a game of his own life? <laughs> Probably, maybe, maybe. That's cool. Just rip it, to, rip it apart, write a review. Yeah, God, this is not accurate at all. Um, I break into people's I'm houses. I'm 5 foot 11, so... But like, so downstairs, I noticed that you've got one of those latches, haven't you? Yes. So, so I've you, got two locks. I've got two locks and a little latch. So you, you lock the the latch, don't you? I I am at the moment because I have been because there's been <laughs> travellers over travelers the road. Over the road. <laughs> like no disrespect to travellers, but obviously they have a rep, and like yeah. not all like it's not all travellers fit the 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 rep, but you you never I, do I, know. I, do you? I, You're never going to get to know them, so it's better. I live, to be I live on my own in a kind of dark flat and I don't in want... In a quiet road. It makes me feel more secure. It does nothing. It does absolutely nothing hey, to stop someone If any Spider-Man wants to get in, there's always a right through that window, mate. But it makes me feel a little more secure. So I will, I will lock the door here. Um, my parents always lock their door. I think we do, we do now. I don't know why we do, but it's... I've gotten into the habit, certainly, of just coming into the door behind me and then just locking it. And if I know I'm going out again soon, I'll question myself and I'll just unlock it. But if I know I'm sitting in the living room with the door shut, because the walls are so sound, uh, soundproofed in our flat, I will normally just lock it so no yeah. one can come in. But yeah. no one ever will. Right? I, think, um, I think your point here is pretty accurate, is that the smaller your circle where you live, mm. the more likely you are to leave it open. Faith's family live in a tiny village in the Peak District where everyone knows everyone. And I have walked up to their house at numerous different times of the day and night and their door is always open, always unlocked. Um, I think if I lived in a house, I'd be a little bit different. Like my mum always locks hers and she just lives on a little road. Sorry, like a, a bit of a busier road, but just a little row of houses. Yeah. Like, and she knows most or if not all her neighbours. Yeah. She'd still prefer to lock her door because th there are people that she doesn't know walking up and down the road. Yeah, I think Faith also has four dogs. So... A bit different, yeah. <laughs> you get inside and you, they don't recognise you. But I'd like living in a flat building, I'm a little bit more relaxed, but I suppose like you live in a flat, but you you enter I have like a front door. I have street access to yeah. to my flat yeah so it's a um, bit of a different situation but one one of my favorite answers I saw to this was actually um so the answer was of course I do my mother-in-law has a tendency to let herself in and the reply to that was ah the old ye old coitus interruptus <laughs> <laughs> which is a technical latin term for that it situation, just really, it really made me laugh I, I was just scrolling through and of all the answers I read that one stood out has anyone, really got, has anyone else got a key to your flat apart from you two yeah, it's funny of Jenna's mum and dad, uh, but they don't have a fob, so they won't be able to get into the front of the building. But the concierge would eventually just let them in. Okay, because when I moved here, uh, in my previous place, I only had one set of keys. Right. Um, but when I moved here, I had another set made, and Faith has them. Obviously, she's here all the time. But I thought about giving a set to a neighbour. So we've thought about doing that. So I've got a friend that lives at the uh, over the back of the canal uh, in another flat building, and I've got a key to his when I look after his dog. 
I feel like we should give one to him um, just so that he can go around think, if ever we need him to. Or I think I think um, it's the security thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like not just your physical security, but also feeling more secure in your situation. Well, if you ever forget your keys or you leave your keys somewhere, at least you can knock on a neighbour and go, oh, do you mind giving me my spare key so I can get in? Like you're yeah. not then having to travel back to where you've been. I've, I've had that problem in my old place. I lived an hour away from where we work. And have got all the way home and left my keys at work. Ooh. And had to phone the landlord at kind of 10pm. And be like, ideal. I'm really sorry. Left my keys in Manchester. Can you come and let me into the flat? Um, and then you can't go back out. Because <laughs> you've got your keys. Uh, yes. Um, so you get in and you go, oh, I did need that. Damn. <laughs> or you can't even go to the car. Because if the door shuts behind you, you're in big trouble. Um, but yeah. Um, I, I will lock my place here, but I can completely understand the not locking it if you know mm. everyone who lives there. Have you seen um, Bowling for Columbine? I've seen bits of that film, but I've never fully sat down and watched the whole thing. So I feel like I should, but... It's a very... Say what you want about Michael Moore, who's the guy who made it. He's a very um, controversial filmmaker. Okay. But the... It's about gun crime in America. And about gun kind of gun legislation okay. and people's approach to violence and safety in in America. Yes. Um, near the end of the documentary, he does a thing where I think he goes to Detroit. Um, and um, I imagine most people are locking their doors in Detroit. Yes. So everyone's got their doors locked, and then he goes over the river. And I, th- I I don't know my American geography very well, but he goes somewhere very close, which is into Canada. And if you go over a river, it's Canada over the other side, um, and no one has their doors locked. Classic Canadians. Classic. I, They're so relaxed. And the, nice re- people. the reason is he noticed that he went into a bar in both places. Um, in America, what's on the TV in the bar is news about how dangerous terrorists are, how another school shooting uh, has okay, happened. Yeah, yeah. So how, like. You should be scare scared. Tactic. You should you should fear for your life. Arm yourself just in case. And if you go into the bar in Canada, it's the opposite. It's like everything's fine. Here's a school that's doing something great. Here's um, a. So you're automatically more relaxed. Correct. So what you what this teaches <clears throat> people who I mean it taught which is what it taught me when I watched it is that you the way you react is based on what you consume. If you are consuming negative kind of fear related stuff all the time you have no choice but to that's how you live your life yeah yeah. because what you're consuming your perspective on life is correct what you're consuming directs how you live and if you're what you're consuming is a kind of more positive and more kind of um yeah like safer um affirming more more pleasing correct you're you're automatically you're training your brain to think in that way um, so I, it was just a, it was a massive one for me. And I've, there's actually a little bit in it on, um, in one of the essays we've, that is, um, not available yet on the website, but when it goes up, I will back link it to mm-hmm. this podcast. Yeah, totally. Um, I think that one is about, um, news, oh, okay, news yeah. or maybe it's about social media. Um, but either way, I'll track, I'll, I'll track it down yeah. um, and we'll backlink it. There's a really interesting point that he made. Um, that's it. Yeah, I think we're four episodes answers, deep. Answers all the questions. We're four episodes deep. I'd, I'd like f- to know. I'd like to know if anyone listening locks or doesn't lock their door. Like, yeah, lives in a house. So, like, we've discovered you living in a house if with you, street access. If you don't lock your door. Tell us and send us your address. Mm, we want to know where you live. And we'll come round and leave Bakewells on your pillow. <laughs> I do love a good Bakewell. Oh, yeah. I love. I'd love waking up to a Bakewell on my pillow. Jenna, if you listen to this, Bakewells, pillow. Yeah, Bakewells, on the pillow. Treat yourself. Um, I like those hotel mints. Oh, yeah. I love a good hotel mint. Um, I'm going to give a quick shout out just before this podcast concludes. This is coming out on the... 21st. 21st. No. Yes, the 21st. The 21st yes, of January. I'm lying. Um, and Faith, the, um, my, my, my lady, will be flying to, um, from London Gatwick to Doha today. Um, she is leaving the country for around six months. Mm, so that's a long time. That's a long time. So this is a shout out to Faith. Have a great time. Um, we will be waiting for you when you get back. 
And if you want to stay in touch with us, Faith, um, shoot us a um, email about all the things you're discovering and we'll get to read it. Yeah, be safe. And we'll we'll give it a shout out on the podcast. We want to know about the world. We want to know about what's going on. Tell you what, Faith, if you're listening, find us a good bit of news from each country you travel. Oh. And we will we will read we will add it into our uh, good news section of the podcast. Let's do it. I'm down for that big time. There's yeah. a lot of pressure there, but there's we, a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure. Because this is a really, really high level podcast. Yeah. So if you're mm, not up to scratch, it's not going to make the cut, is it, love? <laughs> well, no. No, it's not. Um, okay. So uh, remember, you're living in the Matrix. Always. Unless you're Drew. Unless you're Drew. <laughs> you're living in the. Yeah. Um, else. There, is, there is no remote that can fast forward your life. Um, if you want to get out, if you want to get some perspective, get out of the city. And if you live in a small village, you, your neighbours' doors are probably unlocked at this point. So you should pop round and unless they're having and create some ye old coitus interruptus. <laughs> don't, don't. That's a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to just have people breaking into each other's homes. Ah, <laughs> ye old coitus. <laughs> That's a very bad idea. Hashtag ye old coitus interruptor. Uh, but hashtag that towards Craig, not towards me. Don't, I don't want to see it. Right, it's time for us to get back to the real world, but we'll see you next time on the Manifest Simplicity podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review. That way more people will get to hear this message of simplicity, good news, and intentional living. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, we'll be on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> if we're not... We're really sorry. We'll be on there soon. Um, I will um, get in touch with someone at Anchor and ask them what the heck is going on, bruv. But in the meantime, you can get in touch with us on the Instagram at Manifest Simplicity. Manifest.Simplicity, that's my bad. And hopefully by now we'll have come up with a handle for Twitter. Yeah, we have. we'll be on Twitter and the link is in the podcast notes for this episode. So if you go to the website, manifestsimplicity.com and you click on the word podcast in the podcast link at the top of the page, it will take you to the show notes for the show um, and you can track down all the things we've talked about and um, we will have links there to all the social medias and all that good stuff. Um, Sweet. That's it. I guess we'll see you out there. See you later. Peace. Thank you.